0: the souls. The sunshine patriot in a crisis shrinks from the service of their country. The winter is coming. Did you hear the call? Winter is coming and we know what is coming with it. No matter your thoughts or convictions, you must
1: be prepared for the hardships that come with the winter.
0: No matter your current position on the journey, stay a while. This is where you can find the tools and the fire to continue on your path. Join a
1: Call. Hello and welcome to another episode of Winter's Cast Call. <sighs> Winter's call. Uh, it's a good thing that we don't have anything planned for today. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's try that one again. This is definitely going in the blooper reel. All right, welcome to another episode of Winter's Call. I'm Odin.
0: This is Tier.
1: And today's topic is... (gasps) No topic! We decided that this is going to be a good episode. That we're just going to shoot shit and go wherever the winds of destiny deem that we go. It sounded better in my head, but fuck it.
0: So we're doing a lot of things like that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, Well, well, if I'm just going to start off a topic, then... Let's start with something that, we, you know, one of the the big themes that we've been going on, and I know it's not going to be everything we do, but, but we, we talk about, you know, basic principles. And I can boil it down. Uh, we talk about wintertime, you know, winter soldiers, summertime patriots, but it really comes down to that whole motto with me of, of manners maketh man. The it's the principle king. of the matter. Yeah. yeah it's the it's the principle of the matter and you know we we alluded to it a little bit in the compromise episode where we were talking about you know you have to actually in an interpersonal relationship be able to bend back and forth but where is that line where do you draw that line
1: i think at the point that your morals are compromised that that should be the line that like i understand Like, there are so many people who say, I want to keep an open mind. I want to keep an open mind. I don't want to judge anybody. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to make these things. But when it causes you to step on your own morals, I think that there needs to be, you know, you need to look at yourself really and be like, hmm, do I really have the fortitude to stand behind my convictions? Do I have the testicular fortitude to stand up for what I believe in? And if you're going to will, if you're willing to compromise your morals, whether for clout, for likes, for whatever, for under pressure, then you don't have the testicular fortitude behind your own convictions.
0: I don't. Okay, you, we can call it testicular fortitude, and that's normally how I would go with it. But I, I'm kind of thinking more back in the last couple of weeks of things that have happened back and forth to us that made me question things because you know, you and I are different when it comes to how we handle people. But it seems to me that one of the biggest issues that we run into is that we are in a morally ambiguous society where we have people that consider that are considered pillars or consider themselves pillars of proper behavior. But when it comes to marriage or something along those lines, it's not, it's like a a gray area.
1: Well, And during Barack Obama's reign as presidency, or reign as president, they said that we or he said that we lived in a post Christian society. And then after or then when Trump came into power, people said that we lived in a post-truth society. And even though I didn't agree with it at the time, I think that we do live in a post-truth society. And what I mean is, it's not that truth does not exist. It's that people now view truth as their own Subjective. personal truth, their own personal truth that speak. And it's not even, like we have debated this before where truth used to be determined by facts, but that's not necessarily a true statement. Truth was. Everybody has the same facts, and it's their worldview that determines their truth. But here, it's not even worldview; it's how they're feeling each moment to moment. You know, I'm a girl. I'm a cat. I'm a horse. I'm a dude. You know, I mean, and it's fluid. I identify as a. Yeah,
0: I identify as an Abrams tank, Apache <laughs>
1: helicopter, you name it. And when people have the ability to say that, <clears> then, <throat> then really, at this point, we are proofs. We are post-truth that. We don't have a we don't have a measuring stick to which to guide what is right and what is wrong.
0: I had an atheist friend of mine i was I was always curious and uh, he told me, and which is funny coming from an atheist, you know what the most dangerous part about atheism is that your moral compass becomes contingent on you, right?
1: Unfortunately, a lot of Christians fall in that same category. I, I was going to gonna say.
0: say he he made that comment, and my statement was always that I think that in today's in today's society, we have reached a point where re, truth is reality as I perceive it, and that is a, a fallacy. You and I have gone over multiple times. That was a that was a philosophical debate hundred you know a couple hundred years ago, but now it's become reality in the age of ease of access to facts. Facts no longer matter. It's only your feelings and your opinion. That's why I say you have that moral ambiguity.
1: Yeah. No, I I agree with you. And it it makes me sad to realize that people are not – people don't have that concrete foundation. There There are some people who do that have that foundation. But some people have that foundation as in it's their foundation. Like it's them. They are not anchored to something greater than themselves. And when you realize the frailty and the fallibility of man, that could be a scary place to be.
0: <laughs> I mean, regardless of my own <laughs> egotistical, brash nature, even I understand that no man's an island.
1: Right. And unfortunately, we're at a point where, you know, we we talk about that we need to save the American ideal, that we need to save what America used to stand for, that we need to save the principles that made this the grand experiment and the only nation of its kind that was founded on a a government that was founded on the uh, principles that rights were not given by government but by God and that the government purpose was to serve the people. Not the other way around. Which all throughout history. We are the blimp. the We are the exception to the rule. And unfortunately. We're getting to that point. Where we are the exception that proves the rule. <laughs> which is. People serve government. And government grants rights. That's been the rule for thousands of years. Until America came around. And I think we're going to be. The exception that proves the rule. Not the exception to the rule. As we go like more that and old, more down a dictator path.
0: That's like a statement of uh, you can vote yourself into authoritarianism, but you have to shoot your way out. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, we talked a couple episodes about how uh, once freedom is lost, it takes a really long time to get it back for freedom. At least what, they recognize as freedom in the communist bloc. It took 70 years, but they had something to compare it to. Hey, we want to be we- like the United States. And now if the United States goes, that light is gone and it will be gone forever.
0: Yeah. Who do we go to then? Uh, like who is your example?
1: Yeah. yeah. And I,
0: I, I keep coming back to this because, you know, everyone wants to think that I always hate on, on the left, but I actually hold our side to a, a higher standard because I believe that, you know, logics, facts, uh, you know, common sense is something that we've always been known for on our side. And I see people reject it on a regular basis, and it it, it worries me more because I see people that I should be able to trust or people that I should be able to depend on bow because it meets their own personal gratification. So is it is it that they've forgotten that the needs of the many can outweigh the needs of the few? or is it just become you no, know, I, me?
1: Well, here's the struggle is that patriots are supposed the definition of patriot is to defend the world's smallest minority, the rights of the world's smallest minority, that of the individual. Unfortunately they have taken that and twisted it as all things good eventually do is they get twisted into evil. Now you have the individual who is so wrapped up in themselves that they have given themselves they become their highest their highest purpose instead of the service of their fellow man that it is they're only out for them.
0: Look like at our own personal situation, though. If you think about it, it's the the willingness to do that, though. And I'm only using ours as a as an example here. Like it, you have people that are willing to put themselves on the line, but in today's day and age, that is more often than not abused or denigrated.
1: Well, they think if we don't answer, we're cowards. And They think if we don't. Fire back with the witty comeback. That we're weak.
0: Yeah, but how many times? Like, even I said it, and it's funny coming from me because I'm the most confrontational of us all. Like, I don't give a damn. I will go head to head with anybody. I don't care. But how many times did you know I try to get people back on? You know, try to focus people on something that matters rather than just constantly looking for a troll to bash. Because if you're doing, you're always gonna find another one.
1: Well, I mean. To some extent, uh, to some extent in that particular situation, we wanted the people who were bloodthirsty because, you know, really it, they were the ones who knew how to fight and we weren't trying to build anything other than winter soldiers that were ready for the coming conflict. Didn't have anything to do with anything other than that.
0: Did we order them off of Wish dot com or something?
1: <laughs> Dude.
0: <laughs> but no, I, and and I don't, like I said I'm not trying to harp over that again. That's that's not why I brought it back up. I was bringing it up as an example for you and me to discuss back and forth because it happens so often. I mean, look at people like you know I, I brought up a blast in the past with G with JFG, you know, just fucking go but you you have people like that that they they are fighters, they do go after, it, but then somehow it's like they miss the point. How do you get people to focus on what matters rather than what makes them popular or what makes them have more power or i I'm trying to think of how to word this it's it's one of those questions though it's like where do you draw that median balance well
1: uh. People are naturally self serving. The majority of people are naturally self serving. To get that balance, their their personal passions much much uh, must match I knew I'd get it eventually. Must match the cause. And that is why not everybody is destined to be a patriot. Not everyone is destined to be a winter soldier because there are some people whose passions don't lead them in that direction, that they will eventually be forced to become either a traitor or a winter soldier. They're going to be forced to choose at some point. Because the monster that is the government, the alligator, will eventually come for them.
0: Have people forgotten that, you know, and and we've discussed this a couple of times, and it still ties into what we're talking about now, but they've forgotten that that government or authoritarianism in any regard, once it's done defeating its enemy, turns on its own.
1: Yep. They forgot.
0: So it's like you're making a deal with the devil, and it, it ends up fucking you anyway.
1: Americans have the ability to be the greatest force of good or the greatest force of evil on this planet and the government knows it
0: instead they're just a bunch of no offense I know I'll, there are a lot of you out there that that listen and, and agree with us and I love you all for it but you have to be honest there's as a as a general rule America is the land of the lazy
1: well it's not just that it's they're dumb.
0: <laughs> well, I wasn't going to be that brutal about it, but...
1: but... No, okay, like, if you ask most Americans what? history, if, say from 1900 forwards, can they list you the atrocities that led to the Bolshevik Revolution, to Vladimir Lenin, the history of Marx? How about the Holodomor in the Ukraine, 1932 to 1933? How about pre- world war ii germany how about the balkanization in the 90s how many people actually understand the socio-economic causes for that how many people understand the weimar republic how many people understand the number of communist states that have that started out as projects by the communists only to turn into hellholes, or as trump called them shithole nations <laughs> he went right wrong. On. You can say whatever you want about the man, but
0: you <laughs> you have to give him one thing: he didn't sugarcoat shit.
1: No, he did not.
0: But, <laughs> That's what I loved about it.
1: How many people have forgotten history? History the, rhymes. the The characters change, but the causes and the ultimate look. You know what? I don't
0: know if it's so much of uh, as being dumb or uneducated as being proud of how dumb they are. Well, being proud of how uneducated they are.
1: They're told by the Republicans that you wave that red, white and blue flag and you stand up when you stay with the Pledge of Allegiance and sing the star spangled banner that you're so star bangled banner awesome that everybody else can fuck off because we're the best. But you can't tell me why you're the best.
0: To why we used to be. We used to be number one in everything. But now, what are we number one in? We're not even number one in per capita. We're not number one in export. We're not number one in innovation. We're not even number one in medical or education or anything along those lines. What we're number one is number one in individuals incarcerated.
1: Yep. We're number one in illiteracy. We're number one in drug use. We're number one in divorce. We're number one in incarcerating, and we're number one in the belief of angels.
0: <laughs> Knights in shining armor.
1: Wait, um, we're also number one in people who believe in UFOs.
0: That must be all the meth heads down the road, right?
1: <laughs> well, well, that's another topic.
0: <laughs> oh, no, I, I, when you look at it, though, it's like it disturbs me how many people have a belief but have no ability to back that belief up. And so what happens is you, you build a foundation, and that foundation may be right. Like, your your tower, your home, your line may be right, but it's built on a foundation of shifting sand.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, we have mentioned it numerous times. If you don't know where your bloodline is by now, you seriously need to find it. At what point do you sit here and say, you can't go no farther? Really? I mean, that's what it comes down to, is you can go no farther than this, because to do so you have to kill me first. Americans don't have that. They used to at one point. I mean, the greatest generation, so says Walter Cronkite, that's where that term came from. So, the greatest generation, World War II, they knew where their line was. You attack me, we attack you back. It's in our fucking policy, right?
0: No, no, no. You attack us, we drop the sun on you. Twice. <laughs>
1: Fair. I don't think that was the first goal, but yeah, okay, I'll go with it.
0: <laughs> but we forgot that. Like We forgot what, it as Americans, and, and it comes down to a few things, but one of my biggest bitches on it, I guess, is that Twofold. We attack the nuclear family, so family no longer means anything. And by doing that, we rid the world of what it means to be a man. Burp. And I'm not saying that as some chauvinist, like, oh, we got to be the breadwinner, we got to be the big badass, we got to be. No, I mean, the, to have a strength of your conviction to realize that disagreeing with the social accepted norm is not necessarily toxic to stand up and 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 fight for what you believe in is not a demonstrable trait it's it's a it's integral on who we were as americans and when we lost that and we 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 successfully over what the last 50 60 years have eradicated it
1: yeah we did declare war on the nuclear family starting all the way back in the early 1900s
0: you know not, not not to be like you know a friend from Texas and think that you know men are superior i'm not saying that in, in order for things to happen everybody has to work together everyone it's not like everybody has their place but there is a point in time where being the man making that stand rocking the boat being uncomfortable for a period of time could have solved all these issues before they even happened.
1: Well, you know, you want to go off on, you know, the, the deserts of Texas, but let's be honest that, that movement, that, that view of the, the manly man or uh, not the manly man, but the,
0: the chauvinistic side where men are men and they're better, they're superior and women have a place,
1: yeah, that uh, that is simply men in their fucking feelings because <laughs> no serious because they're like, well, we're not treated right, so we're gonna bitch and moan and complain and we're gonna we're gonna be exactly what we accuse the women of being. really, dude? You do realize how bad that truly sounds, right?
0: Well, it's like that statement from, again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quote a way of King's here, where he says that if things were to suddenly change and you were to suddenly be in power, everything would stay the same. Bad things would still happen. They would just happen to other people. They're not looking for an equality. What they're looking for is a a superiority and then to make the losing party pay.
1: See, in America, people have lost what the definition of equality means. Equality does not mean everybody gets these super privileges based off of, and it doesn't even mean that you end up in the same place. That is equity. Equality is that everybody gets the same start, that they were born and that they are given the same rights as an American as everybody else. And everybody has those. There were times when that wasn't a true statement, but for, since most of the people who listen to our podcast because I get the analytics of the age. That has been a true statement that they've all been given the same rights. Now, probably
0: up until like the last seven or uh, seven or 10 years. Now it's, it's pushed so far woke so far into that social justice. Cause I'll admit there were times in our history where social justice was something that needed to be fought for, but we pushed so far to where now that group that was oppressed is now in charge and oppresses the other group. We've gone too far on the sliding scale
1: intersectionality. Where do you rank on an intersectionality scale? Well, I rank at the fucking bottom. So <laughs> why? I'm one
0: step I'm, I'm one step above the bottom cuz I'm not old. I'm not old. It's a matter of perspective.
1: Ah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I wonder if people understand This is how conversations with you and me go On a regular basis
1: Yeah pretty much
0: <laughs> no, I mean think about it though Where do you draw that line In a morally ambiguous society Do you have the right to
1: Draw what line The line between Who succeeds and who fails No
0: Well, then draw the line of what is, what should be socially acceptable behavior. Equality versus equity.
1: No, I standing think, up for rights. No, I'm okay with people standing up for rights that they don't have. But at the same time, here I'll give you a perfect example. Right when I talk about that, for the last, most people have grown up in a country that everybody had the same rights. Right. And people in a certain alphabet group will say, Well, we didn't have the right to marry until... And I'm going to put my foot down and I go, That is a straw man argument. To me. And here's why. I don't believe the government should regulate marriage. Period. It is not their job to say who can marry another individual and get a slip of paper and get a license. That is a government overreach. And it didn't exist until very recently, let's be honest. Yeah,
0: that was for tax and revenue purposes. Exactly.
1: And it had nothing to do with the government's authority to actually marry or divorce somebody. And it's, it's the greatest waste of money and resources ever. The Celtic peoples used to believe in a process known as hand fasting, where they would just sit here and tie a ribbon around their arms, and they would have a, a contract between the two parties. That said, I agree to be married to you for a certain amount of time. When it was done, they could renew it. And if it, if they didn't want to, they could walk away from it. Period.
0: Another, yeah, funny you mentioned that. Now I'm going to go off on a tangent with that. But then you also have the, with the, the Vikings especially, uh, the Saxons used to do it as well. But you had the hand fasting. And then what you did is you had the, the groom got a certain amount of money. Right? But he gave a certain amount that went directly to his spouse. that was hers, right? And if something happened, if he was if, uh, if he was uh accused and in, in, of infidelity or if he died or something along the way, he ran away, that was hers
1: right okay, so since we're going off on wild tangent, there's no really topic. Can people stop using the term Viking to reveal to refer to a group of people? Viking is an activity.
0: Yes, it's going pillaging versus the Norsemen, the Nor, uh, the
1: Dane. Yes, they're they were all Norsemen, Northmen, or Danes. You could throw the Anglo Saxons and those type of people, but Viking is not a people group. They're the word Viking is an act pillage. Yeah. But
0: they were, they were traitors unless they put the, if, funnily enough, everyone talks about the, uh, the, the heads on the, on the ships. And I did like on the, the show Viking where they actually did it properly, but they could remove those, those heads off of their ships because you didn't want to scare off the spirits of a friendly water. You want to, you know, but when you came in and you went Viking, that's how they, they used to say is like, you know, last week they were a traitor, this week they're a Viking.
1: Yep. Do you know what's funny? I grew up learning the tales of my people. And my Scotch side belonged to a certain clan that scared off the Vikings because they used their heads and then stole their ships.
0: (laughs) Half the battle is in the mind.
1: Yep. So, but but I don't think the government I don't think like okay I am and what's the best term I am a anarchist that, constitutionalist
0: Uh let's let's do it this way you are a constitutional anarchist
1: Fine I guess that did sound a little better Like yeah. I believe in the constitution but no no but I believe in the constitution I think that the government should stick to that and should remember that the 10th amendment should get rid of all the rest of those other stupid amendments that went after it. Now, I know people are going to go, what about the 13th, 14th, and the 15th? I get it. Those have their purpose, but like the 16th amendment, get that rid. You know, the 18th amendment, get rid of that one. There are certain amendments that I think are overreach, the Tenth Amendment states that all powers not given to the federal government through the Constitution go to the power of the state. And that governors have way more power than the president. However, (laughs) we seem to have forgotten that at some point. And I believe that the government's job, the federal government's job, is to regulate Conflicts between states, conflicts between states, and national defense. Period. That's it.
0: I know I mentioned it where you and Bird have colored my my thought process on, on a few things, but one thing that you all said that has stuck with me for a while now is that and I never really put two and two together. I mean, I it's I, I never was able to put it into words quite like you all did, where that the Founding Fathers really wanted to limit the amount of government, the power that government had, because it needed to be as close to controlled anarchy as you could get. Yes. Because government, regardless of its good intentions, because mind you, the path to hell is is paved with good intentions, government will always fuck up, and take more power. Always.
1: Yeah, it is in the nature of the beast that is government to feed itself and vote to feed itself more and more power. And that's what happened. And there became a tipping point. And what is it? The A country is doomed when 51% of the people realize that they can vote for the other 49 to pay for all their shit. Welcome to America, buddy.
0: I like, like welfare. Like I made the statement a a while back that I thought that welfare, I'm not, I don't have a problem with people who need a a leg up. I don't I have a problem when it becomes a generational source of income. But I remember, you know, things like the, um, the conservation, uh, the workers' core. Where they gave them jobs, right? We gave them jobs. We gave, we had them build the, the Hoover Dam, build the interstates, you know, build – we gave them jobs. We taught them a trade, and that and that's how they got some of that aid there. And then other aid, they gave you the staples. You didn't get to go in and buy, the you know, steak. You didn't get to go in and buy uh, gourmet food or pre-prepared food. What you got was a block of government cheese. You got the milk. You got the eggs. You got the flour. Like it was, it wasn't supposed to be easy. And the fact that I have to take a drug test to pay for your dumb ass to sit at home and do drugs and live better than I do.
1: I get it. I can't. When I was in the military, I used to get so upset that I would. I would have to figure out where I'm going to spend the last $125 to feed my family. And there would be people with filet mignon who just handed over, uh, at the time it was paper checks. I didn't have the debit cards or whatever. Paper checks that told them what they could and could not get. You know, and for how much meat, but it didn't specify what quality of meat. It's like, or my favorite people who would trade food stamps for cigarettes or for alcohol. If you go, I'll give you this. If you go get this and then they just swap back and forth.
0: You know how many times I watched when I was in Nashville, how many times I watched, uh, Funnily enough, one of the things I always like to tell people is it, you want you want to get a view of how a, a city or an area is doing, work at a gas station or a convenience store for six months. That's all. And just watch. Watch your everyday people coming in. You know how many times I watched as people that would come in and they would complain about not having enough food or anything like that, but I would watch them take $400 in, in SNAP benefits. Give those $400 to someone for $150 in cash.
1: Well, it, it's become institutionalized. When you sit here, and uh, my mother, before she passed away, worked with uh, HUD and Section 8 Housing. And they had seen the signs. that sit here and said, these are the food banks you can go to. They're, they're open on such and such a day. This is what they primarily offer. Uh, this is what you need to tell them. This is, so their food stamps became extra income. Where they sit here and they would go to the food banks and they'd pick up all the stuff. And they would hit two or three a day. And then they would have food for a week at every one they go to. So they have these huge stores of food. And then they still get food stamps. So they use the food stamps and trade them. They have less value because they don't actually need the food. And they would trade them for the stuff that you couldn't get. You know, cigarettes, booze, drugs,
0: hookers. That was a big one. Uh, surprisingly enough, uh, that was that was the biggest one. They would get the 150 bucks. They could go down on the street corner. We used to call it Dickerson Pike. It, it, it's it's where all the all the girls are toothless. <laughs> it's it's just like I watched this repetitively over and over and over again, and it. it it bothered me because I sat there and I thought about it. It's like, you know, the one time I was on, you know, I, I needed a, a, a leg up because of my, my disability with my leg. And I couldn't work for, for a period of time. I couldn't get any help. I got 25 bucks. Basically, they just told me to kiss their ass.
1: Because you didn't know the system.
0: Eh, one way or the other. I've never, you know, it's, it's I, I sat there and I was like, I actually need that. And then I turn around and I look and I watch at all these people. I'm like, are you kidding me? But I had to have an ID to get that, right? Okay. Now.
1: Do you really want to talk about voter ID laws? Let's do it.
0: (laughs) I mean, there's no topic for tonight. I mean, but let let me break into this. Let me break it into this way. I had to have an ID to get the food stamps, right? Okay. Yep. Now, the big reason they're saying that people can't get an ID is because they don't have enough money. But I can get SNAP benefits or cash benefits if I have an ID and I'm considered low enough income, or if I know the system well enough. So if I have to have an ID for that, but I don't have to have an ID to vote, because that's racist.
1: We're talking about you have to have an ID for anything in society except to vote. Seventy percent of seventy percent of Black Americans sit here and support voter ID laws. It increases the integrity of it increases the integrity of the elections. You need voter ID laws to to maintain that accountability. But we live in a, we live in a society with which they do not like accountability <laughs>
0: accountability, responsibility. And perception. Three of my biggest bitching points. (laughs) It's like... It comes back to that thing where nobody... It's easier to pass the buck and have somebody else be accountable for your actions than you. As the individual. It's... It's depressing.
1: <laughs> depressing, huh? That,
0: well, it's because it's depressing that I want to take, you know. The only accountability is when it's useful to you to attack somebody else with. How many people do we know that do that? Well, they can't be held accountable for their actions, but they're going to hold you accountable for yours.
1: Or inaction. Or That's my favorite. Damned if you do, damned if you don't.
0: For evil, men, or for evil to flourish, all it takes is the inaction of good men.
1: Yep. Right. You want to talk about Joe Biden? How about the True. fact that I have two different videos somewhere on my phone or my computer, I can't remember which one. That Joe Biden is describing that democracy has failed. and that, that it can't keep
0: up. It's no longer relevant.
1: Yeah, it's no longer relevant. Two different times he said this. This is a man who told us after the electoral college count that Democracy is fragile. Yeah. And you're fucking killing it. But let me give everybody a little history lesson. You're not paying attention. We don't live in a fucking democracy. We live in a representative republic. Not a democracy. It pisses me off every time somebody's us. It's democracy. (laughs) No. No, it's not. The difference is, in a democracy two wolves and a lamb vote to see what they're going to have for dinner. <laughs> <In a representative laughs> republic, that lamb is armed just saying.
0: goes back to that statement where you said people feel like they don't that their voice doesn't matter anymore. Yep. That's uh, cuz yeah. yeah, it's cuz they don't remember that all it takes is one if that lamb is armed the then they're on equal footing. Yep.
1: I mean, but 2020 has, 2020, 2021, because at this point, they're the same year. One is just part duh. So, (laughs) has, has proven that we have a lot of work to do. And as much as I try to stay optimistic. I don't see this ending well. Are we past... Uh, let me ask you a question here. Do you think that we're at the... That we have passed the point of no return? Not that America can't be saved, but that we're past the point of no return that conflict can be avoided.
0: You want me to be honest?
1: Yeah. No, I want you to fucking lie to me and call me pretty names. No. Tell the truth.
0: Well, you gorgeous one-eyed bastard. pro <laughs> to be honest, I think we crossed that line um there was there was an opportunity to to stall at that point, but January sixth showed us that there is no other option at this point yeah. give you that. I uh, that i good?
1: don't
0: i don't hundred percent agree with everything that happened on January sixth but when you look at it and you, re- you, you take a step back, take your emotions out of it and just look at it logically and you realize that at this particular point there is no other option. It's just a matter of time before lead starts flying. I can see that. Why, do you think we're still at a point where it can be saved?
1: Oh no, fuck. After, after uh, the American people decided they were going to stay in their house while people sit here and looted, pillaged, and burned down fucking major cities all across the country and nobody walked out there with a gun and said, bitch, you ain't coming into my town. That didn't happen? Fuck it, I thought we were lost at that point. I'm going to be honest with you. But you still
0: wanted a compromise.
1: Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) No, I get it.
0: (laughs) I I get it, and I I know where you're coming from on that, but on the same note, I was like, "Mm, I can almost understand. I can almost understand the hesitancy at that particular point. Because we had a chance. We thought we had a chance.
1: No. Here's the problem. Is that conservatives work in a circular pattern. Here's how it works. Ready? When a liberal is in charge, they are diligent and they are awake. Right? They sit here and they keep an eye to the news, they look out for tyranny, they try to fight it back as much as they can. But as soon as they get a guy on their side in charge, they fucking go back to sleep. And the right, or the left, sits here and stands up and fucking is all diligent and wants to go on the attack mode.
0: Well, yeah, but the left are rabid animals, they never stop.
1: True, and that's the difference between conservatives and liberals. But... Conservatives got complacent specifically with Donald Trump because he was a badass. He didn't sugarcoat shit. He stood in front and he understood that he was protecting all of the conservatives and patriots that supported him. He understood that fact in a way that most politicians do not. Right? They, uh, But the Americans behind him got lazy because he was always the target. They forgot how to duck. Because he was always (laughs) taking the brunt of it. They forgot how to take a hit.
0: Now watch them. Now that they're taking the hits, they're all either bitching out or crying about it or just kneeling.
1: Well, they're still crying. They're still a vocal minority. However, they're not looking to themselves. Donald Trump took took away personal accountability. The The fuck did I
0: say about Q-Tards? I mean, that's the problem. Everybody wants to believe in this goddamn plan that's not there.
1: The Messiah. Nobody's coming.
0: There is no knight in shining armor. There's a farmer that is bloody, dirty, and has one shot left on his rifle. That's who built this nation. That's who has saved this nation.
1: Well. What did I tell you when I read okay. Mean you have a lot of private conversation. Do you remember the story of Selko that I read you? The vulcanization? Yes. Those were people who were lulled asleep and thought everything was normal. The media told them in Yugoslavia, three days before all hell broke loose. They sit here and told them that the world was fine, that there was nothing going on, and then somehow people that have been compatriots for years, countrymen for years, broke apart. And it's gonna happen here too. Gonna, gonna. Oh no! It it can't get worse. the fuck
0: you think. Uh, well, yeah, but what the fuck you think is going on now? I mean, we're no longer delineated between right and left. We're delineated b- between people who are willing to acquiesce and bend over and take it, and people are saying, no. And there's no better line than than the people that are vaccinated and not vaccinated. It comes down to the principle of the matter. There are people who are literally going, oh, it may be fine. And maybe that's stubbornness. Maybe that's that part where you say discretion is a better part of valor or however. It comes down to the principle of the matter. The government no longer does not have any fucking right to tell me what I can and cannot take. And there are people that are standing up going, no, I will not take it. There are police officers getting fired because they will not uh, comply. There are soldiers that are being forced to retire. And they're being punished for it. We've gotten to a point where the government can mandate something that should be considered optional.
1: Yep, it's the only medication in throughout history that is only effective if everyone takes it.
0: You know what? It has really come down between the stupid and those that are truly awake.
1: Eh, say vaxxed and unvaxxed, but okay.
0: Well, how else would you describe? Yeah, and I get it. We we even have friends that are on the conservative side that have been vaccinated, and they had reasons behind it. But tell me, a single one of them that does not regret that fucking decision?
1: Oh. I'll show you a video later that I can't put here, and it doesn't matter what the platform is. One, because you need the subtitles, but it's from China. China! And uh, it talks about what the fate of the people are who are vaccinated.
0: Yeah. Well, we can already see how many times... It's almost enough, and I'll freely admit this to you. I'll admit a moment of weakness here. It's almost enough to make me wonder if we're not insane. Sometimes, sometimes it's almost enough because you just look at you like I'm seeing all this evidence. I see all this, all this that points to one direction, but the rest of the world's like it doesn't fucking exist. You're like, at, at what point is? I actually had to sit back and reevaluate how I believe things. My, my I, it, it it strengthened how I believe things, but I really had to sit there. I was like, I I'm sitting here watching people that I have known, people that I have respected for years, my whole life, do something that is so incredibly stupid and blind to any evidence that would point to the contrary, all because. Big Brother told them so.
1: Yeah, and what's sad is most of these firings that are that are happening right now are because of Biden's vaccine mandate. Guess what? There was never a mandate. There was a suggestion of a mandate, and all of these people went and rushed out and got vaccinated, and companies went out and started to force it. There is no official mandate. Surprise! Just like there is no actual FDA approval for a vaccine that's available within the United States. Surprise! The only thing the FDA did with Pfizer was extend its emergency use. But they should rescind that emergency use because they have medications that can be used instead of it before it's FDA approved. Which means they should, if they were playing by the actual rules, rescind it, the FDA, or rescind the vaccine, give the treatments that are available on the market... And study that fucking vaccine before they give it to people. But that's not how they're going to do it because it's always been about control.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, come on. How many intelligent people do we know? People that are highly educated, people that have common sense, people that have noticed tyranny before, and has. but it's like they fall in a fucking sleep on the wheel. Taking something, like, at what point in history did you ever have to, anything that worked, did you have to give You know, guns, strippers, casino tickets, lottery tickets, cars, college tuition, and then finally mandate it. Name me one.
1: We will bribe you. We will do all of these things. I don't care. I'm not taking it. And I don't care because it's a death sentence. There's a list of 35, last time I checked it was 35, I'm sure that list has grown, of medical reasons, or medical... Issues that people have that cause an increased chance of death from the vaccine by itself, and I have seven of them. So, it that shot is literally a death sentence for me. So they can pound sand.
0: I get that. You and I have never disagreed about uh, uh, about that, but I just. I like it blows my mind how many people are willing to bow down on this.
1: Well, this is what trips me out, right? I have a group of brothers that I talk to a lot, a lot, a lot. The first one got it. When he got it, it was because he was in the military. And he wanted to go on leave. And they wouldn't grant leave unless he got it. And this was months and months ago. So he got the vaccine. He's super fit, super healthy. COVID, he already had COVID, right? But he still got the shot because he got it for the military and he got it ahead of the the official mandate because his father has cancer. And he wanted to go visit his dad, right? And spend as much time as he could with his dad. Fine, I get it. Then you had another one who got it because he's a government contractor. Then you had another one Who got it because he was a teacher. And he doesn't live in the state of Florida. So he knew that the mandates were coming ahead of time. And he decided to beat him to the punch and get it anyhow. Get it first. What if his governor challenges it? Does he regret it? There was one other. That swore up and down, I'm not getting it. I'm not getting it. You can't force me to get it. I'm not going to get it. Okay. And then his livelihood was threatened. And there were, he's an independent contractor. And he had clients who said, you can't clean for us unless you're vaccinated. So he got it. All of them folded for different reasons. Even though I stood there and screamed and yelled and said, this is the facts. This is the people who are being injured over and over and over and over again. And now I'm left with the possibility that between two and ten years from now, all of them will be dead. If the reports are true. All of them. These are men that I would put my life in their hands and not question a second thought. These are men that when there was a very real possibility that I would lose my life to a medical complication that I told my son that they could turn to, to be mentors, to be their uncles. Now, I may outlive them. <laughs>
0: What's that That favorite statement of mine that I, I always end up misquoting and you always end up correcting me on? Um yes. He was willing to sacrifice liberty in the name of security. Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> Deserves neither liberty nor security. Yep. And there's so many people that are doing it, and it's like, okay, my family are all medical, right? Right. All of them. All of them. And it, I'm the only one that's not. Um, like one of them teaches nursing at a at a university. She has a uh, she's working on her PhD in nursing. I have my, my brother's got a, is it a master's in nursing? Uh, it's a nurse practitioner. Uh, he He's one of the heads of the cancer, uh, cancer ward up at University of Kentucky, Markey Cancer Center. My youngest brother just became a, a nurse. He's working on his BSN. My mother's a, a nurse practitioner. My father's a med tech, right? Right. And they have always preached to me about not taking medications that were not approved. Don't take medications if you don't know what it does. Don't take, don't you know, all of this my whole entire life. And they all lined up for the vaccine, and they all got it. I'm the one that's obese. I'm the one that smokes. I've got high blood pressure. I'm the one that is constantly moving back and forth in public. I'm the one at most risk of dying, and I'm the only one that didn't get it. but I'm listening to these people that I have respected and I still do. Don't get me wrong. I love them. I, I respect them. They're my family and I, I don't want, wish any ill on them, but I'm sitting here looking at it. like, you just went against everything you taught me growing up. Why?
1: Cause it's easier.
0: Yeah, but that's the other thing they taught me just because it's easy. doesn't make it right. Anything worth standing for, is worth fighting for.
1: Are you going to make me pull out Thomas Paine?
0: I'll pull <laughs> out the.
1: I'll pull it out. I'm just telling you.
0: Leave it in the pants. Leave it in the pants. No, I get it though. It's but it's just shocking how many people I see like, this. and how many people even on our own side of, of conservatism, uh, even in our own, I guess subsect i don't know how you want to call it but how many of them are are willing to do that are willing to acquiesce because they think it's something small regardless of the consequences because it's hard to go against it but wow. they don't want to be it's uncomfortable to
1: get a lot harder i mean yeah, you've already seen the plan they're already see they're literally pulling 1930s germany where they sit here and they separate or You know, if you don't want to use the Nazi reference, because I understand that people are sensitive about the Holocaust. You know, I can I can use the Voldemort from the Ukraine where they sit here and they remove the teachers and the intellectuals and the pastors and they shut them up and they blame them for not being patriotic enough. Oh, you didn't do this. You're not patriotic enough. Or you didn't do this. You're not you. You're not Russian enough. But let's use the Jews, too. They were blamed. They were othered. They, yeah, they were blamed for everything that went wrong in their society. Weimar Republic had collapsed, all of these things, superinflation, all of this. And if you look at the parallels of that time period versus this time period for what they were blamed for, it's coming, and they're sitting here, and they're going to be like, okay, they're at fault. They're going to well, they're already blaming us for and other you. They're going to separate you from as a seg- uh, from civilization entirely. As much. Well, as think about can. it.
0: We've been called deplorable. We've been called you know we're racist. We're less than. We're animals. We're however you want to call it. And then you you turn around and realize that now they're blaming us for the economic decline. When we were the ones that were working the entire time, not living on a government tit. Um and we're we're the reason for inflation, we're the reason I'm like, good lord, the only thing we need now is a yellow star. Holy shit.
1: No, they're gonna give that to the vaccinated people because it's gonna it's gonna add as a uh, COVID pass. So you don't have to worry about that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs>
1: in Israel, they call it the Green Pass, so they change colors at least. I told you it doesn't repeat, but it does rhyme. <laughs>
0: I don't. And this is this is part of the conversation where I tell you it's like I just don't have faith in humanity anymore. I, I'm perfectly fine with Ragnarok happening. You know, that the the asteroid coming in, La Palma falling. I don't. Whatever it is. I'm, I'm, I'm. I don't have faith in my fellow man to actually stand up on a strength of any conviction or any principle anymore. There's a select for you all of us that will, yeah. But we'll die for that, and is nothing it, will change.
1: Is it more than three <laughs> percent?
0: Yeah. But I keep fighting because that's what we do.
1: Well, this will make episode number ten. Just so you know. Holy crap so does that mean
0: we're gonna start getting guests
1: yeah we're gonna get guests so we have a a list of people that we want to go through but we don't want to talk about what we don't talk about we want to talk about what you want to talk about so if we hit you up know what we want to talk i mean know what you want to talk about (laughs) we want to have a conversation what do you think of the fucking world it's crazy is it worth is it worth trying to save or do you gather your family? Do you gather your supplies? Do you gather what's important to you and separate yourself from society? Are you prepared to do it? Would you do it if you wanted to? Do you have the strength of character to stand when the world tells you that you're going to fail? Do you have Where is your to... bloodline? Yeah. Do you have... And you know what? I think that we should ask these questions for our guests. Are, where is your bloodline, and are you? did you fully think it out?
0: I'm looking forward to this.
1: <laughs>
0: I kind of am.
1: Yes. Me too. So, we'll still do some solo shows, but I think we want to give, and we don't care. Okay. Most of our people are from TikTok. Most of our followers right now. So... Here's what we want to do. We want to offer you an invitation. Get a hold of Chum because that's how you're known over there. I would <laughs> say get a hold of me, but I'm not checking nothing. So uh, you can email us using the Anchor app. It has my it has the email address for the podcast. Uh, send an email. Let us know if you want to join. We don't care about your follower account at all. We I only want have to have a conversation.
0: Oh, I say the one thing I want is I want you to come in ready for a conversation. Have a good conversation. That's all. And I'm looking forward to it. I, I think there's a lot of people that uh, kind of fly under the radar because a lot of people care about clout or a name or something along those lines. They care about your following count. I don't I don't necessarily I'm not going to say no. If you have a big follow account, that's not that's not the point. I want everyone to have a chance because there's some of these people that have. I've watched, and I look for them every time, and they're tiny. Yeah, but they—they're they, so to the point.
1: They make some. They make some really damn good points. Yeah.
0: Well, I guess till next time.
1: Yep, until next time. I'm Odin.
0: This is Tier,
1: and thank you for uh, listening to another episode of Winter's Call. See you on the flip side.
0: Deuces, McNugget!
1: The preceding podcast is brought to you by Heimdall, Keeper of the Bifrost.